running the show. A brand new podcast from Lucas A Sports with Dev and Sam. Hello everyone, this is Dev and welcome back to Running the Show from LucasAid Sport. It's a 12-part series where myself and Sam Thompson say hi Sam. Hello everybody. With the help of LucasAid Sport as well as a team of experts, our coach Mark Draper are being trained to become actual runners. Now, if you want to check out the first three episodes, you can. We got our fitness levels determined on a VO2 max test. I basically find out that Dez better than me at everything. Uh, we get loads of helpful tips <laughs> from a sports nutritionist. And we're put through our paces by the one and the only Anthony Joshua. I still can't believe that happened. That was such an amazing day, wasn't it? Wait, I blacked out, came to, <laughs> and realised I was hugging him. What do you reckon you learned from meeting Anthony Joshua? Did any of his advice help motivate you? He was talking a lot about the mental game. It resonated with me a lot where you were asking about whether he struggles to keep motivated. And it was really like the fact that he said he's like everyone else and he does kind of made me feel a little bit better about our upcoming run. Because like, well, if he struggles, then, you know, I don't feel bad for sometimes not wanting to get out of bed myself for it. He really did have some amazing advice. And don't forget, you can always listen back to that episode after you finish this one if you need a little bit of motivation yourself. Now, if you guys want to get in touch with us, then at us at LucasAid Sport using the hashtag running the show. Running the show. So, what have we got on this week's episode? Again, we've been promised no actual running today, mainly because, well, it's your shin splints, Sam. There's still a problem. Oh, yeah, mate. Annoyingly, I'm still in a bit of pain whenever I run, but it is getting better. Okay, that's good news. I went on a three-miler yesterday, and uh, there's a slight bit of niggling, but nowhere near as bad as it used to be. Okay, that's that's very good news. Um, have you heard from our coach, Mark Draper? What's he been saying? I've been in touch with Marky Boy. And, uh, Don't he... call him Marky Boy. Okay, fair. <laughs> sir, I've been in touch with Sir Mark, and he's uh, he's feeling quietly optimistic, actually. he's He seems to think that we're past the worst of the shin splints now, and uh, so he's telling me to ease my way back into the running schedule. We're oh, getting there, Dev. It sounds like he's had some very, very useful advice. Yeah, mate, it's been really good. So fingers crossed I'll be okay soon. Here's a reminder, though, of what he had to say if anyone out there is struggling as I am with the same thing. So here's what you can do to help if you're struggling with some shin splints. First of all, what you need to do is reduce your mileage, get off running on roads, get running on some soft surfaces, check your footwear, make sure that you're running in good footwear and they're not old. They're old, you need to replace them. Thirdly, what you can do is make sure you're icing to reduce the inflammation and stretching. Best stretch if it's medial pain for you on the inside of your shin is to stand on the edge of a curb or a step drop your heel off of the step and you'll feel a stretch through your calf then the second stretch you can do is to do the same so toes on the edge of a step bend the back knee drop the heel off of the step putting your weight through the leg and you should feel a stretch on the lower leg below the knee we'll be catching up with mark later on in the show and he'll give you some more tips then running the show a brand new podcast from lucas eight sports Look, Dave, enough about me, mate. How's your training going? Injured? Oh, shame. I'm, I'm not injured. I'm not going to lie, though. It's been, it's been tough. Yes. I've uh, been able to do uh, a four mile and a 10K with a bit of rest in between, but not really much more than that. And even those are real struggles. I have to split them up. I have to rest in between. Really? I'm almost like just doing, when I'm doing the 10K, I'm just doing it to get through it. I'm not really enjoying it or I don't feel like I'm necessarily learning anything. I'm just counting down the distance I've got to go. And afterwards, I'm like, the second I get to 10K, I'm okay, I'm done. So you're actually stepping it up though from like the early miles. Now you're getting into sort of the 10K sort of range and you're going to step it up again. 
I'll be honest with you, I don't look at the training schedule more than one week in advance. So I've seen what we've got to do for one week, focus on that, and then I don't want to know how the trainer's going to have to get ramped up. I just want to take it one day at a time. See, man, I just want to get to where you're at, though, man. I feel like I'm sort of making up for lost time, and uh, I just don't, I don't, selfishly, I don't want you to be, like, in, like, so much fitter than me. Well, look, as nice as this is, having a little catch-up and a nice little cap. It is nice, isn't it? We're here to do some actual exercise today. I was kind of hoping we could just stay here and sort of have an oat milk latte and just talk about feelings. No, no. Put your oat milk latte down, mate. It's not allowed. We've been told that LucasAid Sport have lined up something really fun for us today. A bit of an alternative way to build our strength, fitness, and most importantly, our flexibility. Are we meeting Anthony Joshua again? <laughs> no more AJ. Let it go. Well, look, we've got another voice note from Mark. Should we have a little listen and see what we're going to be getting go up on. to? Today, you're going to do some hot yoga. This is supplementary training to your running. It's gonna help you uh, recover. It's gonna help you build up some of your core stability strength. It's good to keep some other of these different types of uh, training into your training plan. So it's nice and varied to keep you motivated um, and stop going stale. Oh, hot yoga. I love a bit of hot yoga. Is, it's one of those things that you know you already know it. So well, you go, oh, I love a bit of that. I do it on a Tuesday every week. No, I don't do it every week. I've done a handful of hot yoga classes before. They're amazing. But I don't understand this, mate. Everything we do, you've done before. <laughs> I feel like I've tried to dip a toe you into really a lot have. of different type of You're fitness You're the jack things. of all trades, mate. You've got to find what suits you, isn't it? Well, I've never done any sort of yoga before. Just going to put that out there. I can't even touch my toes. I'm just the worst person to be doing this. I <laughs> Literally, first of all, I'm tight as a tiger. Second of all, didn't well, tigers apparently are tight. I, mean, I don't know. Second of all, I literally, I, 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 I cramp up. My, my shins are gone. I've never done any of these experiences. Is you should have picked someone else, mate, to be well, a running buddy. Well, listen, I've heard a little bit about this place we're going to. We're going to do yoga in an inflatable pod that turn all the fans on so it gets really, really hot in there. Sounds like I'm basically just doing poses in an oven, which <laughs> is something that I wouldn't really normally choose to do. Exactly. Let's see this as an alternative way of training. Well, you've done it, so tell me, what the like. Why, why do you like it? I, I know sort of what to expect. I've done a 90-minute class before. 90 minutes? It's 90 minutes. Did you come out sort of medium or well done? You... <laughs> You come out crispy all over, but you do it at your own pace. You're not supposed to be in competition with anybody else, Sam. But it is. But that that's the thing, though, mate. You say you're not meant to be in competition, but I know I'm watching your downward dog, looking at your form, going, well, you've got two, two heels touching the floor there. That's brilliant. How do I replicate that? I have been told I have impeccable downward dog. Really? No. <laughs> Well, mate, I think it's about time we meet our instructor. She's called Mel Bentink, and uh, she's going to show us a thing or two. All right, let's do it. From Lucas Aid Sport, running the show with Dev and Sam. Hello, Mel. How's it going? Good, thank you. We're sat in front of what I can only describe as a big inflatable igloo pod thing. And, uh, well, it says hot pod yoga on the outside. Yep. What is hot pod yoga? It's a hot yoga studio where the cocoon keeps the heat in um, and it helps you kind of get a little bit warmer before you start your practice. You can just go in there, zip out the outside world and not really have to think about too much while you're in there. So I it's like really that. good for that mind-body connection. How hot is it in there? Uh, 37 degrees. What? Wow! 37 degrees. If it's a full class of 26, then it's going to get really hot and sweaty, but there's only two of you. So I think you'll have a mild kind of moistness. I have a question. <laughs> How is this going to help us with running? Yoga focuses quite a lot on your core, as well as your hips, 
hamstrings. It's an all-over body conditioner, really. Um, it will help to lengthen your muscles and also create a bit of space where you're feeling a bit of tightness. So really good for uh, runners, athletes in general. Uh, we do quite a lot of work with um, the England rugby team. What about, okay, so I've, running is for me personally, and I think for quite a few people, is really good for mental health, anxiety, and yeah, all those definitely. things. And, and I kind of get the same vibe from yoga. Mm -hmm. You have quite a lot of these beautiful poses all put up on Instagram and social media, and people think that that is yoga, but it's not. It's the same feeling that you get when you run, this clear-headedness, mm. the mind-body awareness. You're not thinking about anything else apart from how you're breathing, how you're feeling, what you're doing whilst you're, you're running and when you're doing yoga. It's not like the flying swan is kind of like the be-all and end-all is what you're saying. No. It's all about connecting. Your yeah, definitely. Yoga move? Flying swan? Flying swan? I don't think I even know what a flying swan Sorry. is. Are you talking Got about it from a wrestling match. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, I don't think there's a flying swan. Okay, well, not can we as far try as I'm aware. Let's make up our own flying swan. Do you know in what? There. That makes a really good wrestling arena. Does it? Have you, yeah. when have you ever done that? Today. <laughs> We're not wrestling today. We're, we've not signed the health and safety forms. So <laughs> we would never allow it. Um, core strength is one of those phrases I hear a lot. I don't fully understand exactly what people mean by, oh, this is building up on your core strength. Um, I think. A lot of people in yoga, especially when teachers say activate their core, they suck their bellies in and cause a lot of stress. You'll notice that a cue that I use in there is move your pubic bone to your belly button, which switches on your <laughs> rectus abdominis. Sorry, <laughs> up, Sam. Sorry. I'm sorry. Can I not say pubic bone? You're giggling, you you're giggling at pubic bone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Sam. Never heard that before. Yeah. So, okay. Maybe I won't use that cue then, but it's about igniting. They call it your, like, belly fire. So... A firmness of the core, but without being overstressed and overworked. Sam's like a Chernobyl power plant. He has no <laughs> core. <laughs> so you've run a couple of half marathons and a marathon before. How did yoga help you during those? Yoga and running are very similar in some ways. They both make you strong. They focus around like your hips, your legs, your core. And I found yoga really beneficial for my running because it gives me that low impact, low cardio kind of balance that you need. If you live in kind of in a stressed state of mind and you're running and a lot of people run because of stress, yoga is a great way just to kind of decompress. One of my worries about doing the marathon is my mind is going like a million miles a minute. And, yeah. and it's just, I suppose just sort of like almost zoning out for 26.2 miles will be, I think, a struggle for me. Really good. Find a focus on something, you know? The end is in sight. Count down the miles. Take music with you. Find that almost like a distraction. What's your distraction when you're running? Drum and bass. Really? It's the one thing to get you through, but what I would recommend is don't pour your water over your head when you've got your headphones. Because they broke. Oh, yeah. Once we get in there, it's just going to be two guys us, and a girl. Several members yeah. of the production team recording <laughs> to, to get some footage and content and to bit, block out the rest of the world. A bit of banter. Running the show. Right, guys, so welcome to Hot Pod. I've designed a yoga class based around running stretches which should help you with your marathon training. Uh, let's get started. So I want you to lie on your backs and I'd like you to bend your knees and take your feet as wide as your mat and bring your inner knees to touch. 
Now relax the shoulders, so just turn the shoulders so as if they're turning out and the palms face up towards the sky. Now the reason why I've got you to start in this position, if you bring your knees to touch, it will help to lengthen out the lower part of your back where it can sometimes get quite contracted. I'm really tight, I'm really tight in the lower part of Yeah, my back. and if you're running a lot, it's just, just a nice way just to lengthen out the lower back. So close down your eyes and just take a moment to arrive into this space. Just notice how you're breathing today. So you might feel those exaggerated movements in the chest. And this is a really nice way for you to just kind of chill out after a run as well. That's it. And then just wrap your arms around your shins and just softly rock from left to right. This is called wind-releasing posture. Um, probably... Leave it, Sam. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be honest. Leave it. So keep your knees in towards your chest, your arms, take them out wide. Back, oh, you can hold hands. Take a lovely deep inhale into your belly, keep the legs still. And then as you exhale, just take both of the knees down towards the left-hand side. So you start to come into a little supine twist through the spine. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, it's tough, but your core is working. You're releasing your lower back. Who's got a better One core One last now? time. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have 3D glasses, so I can't really comment on that. Um, okay, now from here, I'd like to hug your knees back in towards your chest. Who's got a better core? <laughs> and you can either roll from left to right, roll over to the side or you can roll backwards and forwards. Now if you're rolling backwards and forwards it's almost like... I only do that after a night terror. All the way onto your shoulders and then onto your bum, yeah? Oh! That is tough. <laughs> that is If it hurts, painful. don't do it. Never push through the point of pain in yoga. No, it's kind of nice. The thing is just like, you know, it's, it's, a, like, release. it's a stretch yeah. pain. Try and roll your right shoulder open. That's it, good. Very nice. All the way up to stand. Good. And then once you're standing, I want you to do this because it's really good for your, for your running, okay? Come into a lunge. So right leg forward, left leg back. Toes of your left foot down, heel lifted. Move left hip forward, right hip back. Yeah, so your hips are level. Take your arms up into the air. Then I want you to just take your right arm down towards the floor. Left arm reaches towards the right. Now what this is doing is it's working your psoas. Do you know about your psoas? So it's a muscle that connects from the inner thigh, runs through the inside of the hip and connects to the lower back. When we run quite a lot, it tends to shorten. That's it, nice, good balance. But how's your mind like when you're doing this? You're concentrating on what you're doing, yeah, right? I'm very so concentrated on it. Now make sure you can sit up tall, shoulders above hips, head above heart, and just bring your hands to touch. Just take a moment to thank yourself for finding time to come onto the mat. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Sam. And from here, we just bow the forehead down towards the fingers. You can blink your eyes open and lift your gaze. That was brilliant. I love that. that was my favourite bit. <laughs> if you want to see if Sam and I know the difference between a downward dog and child's pose, head over to at Sport to see us doing a bit of yoga. Oh my goodness, that was pretty intense, right? Not for you at all, mate. I just looked at you. Once again, it's just something that you've clearly done three times a week. I was, uh, I was very zen during that class. I just got into my breathing. I like found my, my quiet place. It was really nice. I looked over, you were hey, trembling around like Bambi on ice skates. Yeah, guess what? What? We touched, we touched fingers. We did touch fingers. We did, we we touched that hands was a real it. moment. I know, and do you know what the best thing is? We held on for just that little bit too long. Way too long. <laughs> and then Mel got uncomfortable. We both <laughs> realised and then detached. <laughs> and actually, mate, we're now going to be touching a little bit more than fingers because it was actually almost quite hard to concentrate doing that hot yoga when I see a twister mat sitting behind us. Right, we're delving into the depths of childhood now. Are we really going to play a game of twister in a hot yoga studio? Okay, the reason why this actually kind of appeals to me is because the winner of this 
gets a free sports massage. And you oh, know how much I need it, Tim. I really want a sports massage. No, you can't take that away from me. You have to at least take the fall, man. Take a knee. No, no way. We're take playing... To stop being so competitive. No, we're playing this properly. In. That's what this is all about. No, because if you win, Luke, they're actually just going to give it to you and I won't get one. Set the board up. Let's play Hot Twister. From Lucas Aid Sport, running the show with Dev and Sam. Right, here we are in position. Hot, naked, twister. Not naked, sorry. <laughs> just, just hot twister. <laughs> we can get naked if you want, man. No, 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 no. no. Let's, let's just, just keep it PG. All right, so who's going to go first? Shotgun. Yes. Please do me, do me a kindness, sir. I'm not played this for ages. Neither have I. That, okay, let's go for left hand blue. Go over this one. All right, Sam, left hand green. Already dead. Yeah. Oh, that's tough. Don't put all your weight on your oh, own. Okay. Look at this guy, like with, you know the rules? Yes, there's, everyone knows the rules of Twister. Once you put your hand down, you've got to leave it. Left leg, green. How are you going to do this, big guy? <laughs> well played, sir. My face is in your butt crack. I know. What is that touching me? If you fart... Is that a knee? Where's red? It's behind you. I'm so sweaty. Uh, uh, left leg red. Uh, yes! <laughs> yes! Sports massage coming my way! Oh, I'm cramping up. But I just let you know I had a fart that I really was holding in. <laughs> no, so in a hot room! No. Yeah. no! I didn't do it for, no. your, for your safety. Oh, thank goodness. Right, I think we've earned ourselves a drink. Let's go and catch up with our coach, Mark, shall we? Let's do it, boy. Also, just to let you know, I'm Mark's favourite, he told me. Ah, whatevs. So, we've come to a cafe around the corner to come and have a little bit of a chat with our trainer, Mark. Hi, Mark. Hey, guys. How you doing? You all right? Very well. Can I just also start by saying, maybe you're Mel's favourite, but I'm actually Mark's favourite. <laughs> we stay in constant correspondence, and I just I just think we're brothers in arms, really, now, mate. I think we are, mate. I think we're getting there, right? A bit of bromance going on. We do. Well, I sort of think you have to, right, with those shin splints, mate. Uh, we're worried about you. You've got to keep an eye on you. I know, man. And Mark has, to be fair. I've been in touch with Mark about sort of what my training's going to be like moving forward. So, mate, basically, as I told you, yesterday I went on a three-mile run. There was a little bit of pain, but not really. It was more like a tiny bit of discomfort, and it never really went past like a three-pain barrier. And this morning, feel just miles better than it used to be. Okay, well, that's really, really good news. Our main focus was to get you injury-free because we need to get you on the start line pain-free because yeah. the marathon's a long way. And now we can get you on the road to training and building up for this marathon. So we were just squeezed into a hot pod with each other and did uh, did a bit of hot yoga. Have you ever done that before, Mark? Can you see the benefits of it? Absolutely, yes. It's going to help you with not only just stretching and recovering for your next runs, but it's going to help you build up some strength in your core right. and some of your some of your leg strength and other I bits hear, and pieces. I heard a lot about this core work. I didn't realise that the core was so prominent in the way you run. Yeah, so core stability helps your uh, efficiency when you're running, essentially. So it helps you with your, your form, helps you reduce fatigue later on when you're running. So if you can keep your core section stable when you're running, it's going to help with injuries and like keeping your lower leg movement uh, more efficient when you're, when you're running. Would you know, I also wanted to know, Mark, about, and I asked, I asked Mel this, Dave, I, about sort of, it's 26.2 miles. How do you keep your mind focused on one thing? Lots of people use different distraction strategies. I used to count breaths, but one of the biggest tips I would say to you is to break, break it down. Because if you think, oh, if you're standing there, you, you've done six miles, which is a, it's actually a decent run, a 10K, and then suddenly you think, oh, I've got 20 to go. How am I going to get through oh 20 miles? But you've got to break it down. You've got to go, right, get to 10K. Right, now we're going to get to 10 miles. Then we're going to get... So I always say with a marathon, the marathon starts at 20 miles. You've got to get 20 miles really? done. Yeah. And, and, Mark, and then what, it's the last 10K. 
What's the wall like? And does the wall even exist? So it can be for a number of reasons. And some people hit the wall when they just run out of energy, so they haven't fueled correctly. So with LucasAid, uh, hopefully we're going to go be going through and making sure that you're fueling correctly when you're running and using, and using their products. But some people haven't done enough long enough runs, so their legs and their body just shut. So just That's what I'm worried about. Anymore. I'm worried about my leg strength and, and how far I can go with my body. Yeah, so that's a training that I'm really going to be focusing with you guys. So we've been discussing, you've been concerned about your fitness and how fast you can run a 5K. And then that's what I've been saying to you is like, at the moment, I'm not worried about how fast yeah. you can run a 5K because at the moment, you're probably going out and you're really out of breath and you're really struggling your heart and lungs yeah. are screaming but that's not how it's going to be on marathon day dev, dev will be able to say it's, that's not what stops you in a marathon it's really? not your heart and lungs it's your legs conditioning I yeah. didn't know that man I genuinely was like well it's just going to be I'm out of breath and I can't do it anymore. I think no, no. marathon's way more of a strength and endurance test than cardio for sure from Lucas 8 Sport running the show with Dev and Sam so Dev how's your, uh, how's your training been going? so I've been doing four miles on a Monday couple of days rest and then a 10k both have been real struggles for me so what part have you been struggling with have you been struggling with motivation or have you been struggling with when you're on the run is it your heart and lungs are you running too far or is it conditioning your legs like we we're just discussing which... so running on my own is quite boring yep I've found that I've been sort of splitting up a lot of the runs. So with the 10k, I do about six or seven, have a bit of a rest, walk for a bit and then finish yep. it off. Um, I think it's just motivating myself to get out there and, and actually do it. You know, the days where it's been a bit rainy and, but I found what I have to do, what works for me, got to do it first thing in the morning. If really? I'm, yeah, if I say I can't go, oh, I'll do it later on tonight or just before bed, because you're just not going to get around to it. Um, so my thing now is, get up before I've even showered or even brushed my teeth what I'm time? just out the door 6, 7 o'clock Sometimes it's dark, but it's dark then. The motivation side of things is really difficult, especially when you're as busy as you guys are. One thing I would say is make sure you try and get a routine and say to yourself, right, if we're going to run on a Monday and a Wednesday and we're going to run at this time, stick to that routine because it's easier. Running the show. So to sum up what we've done so far with you, Deb, we've built your base, we've increased your running, we've increased your miles safely. Um, and now we're going to start introducing, like I say, a bit more interval sessions, some threshold runs, and extend your long run. So that 10k that you've been doing, we need to we need to start pushing up a little bit now and get a bit longer. In the next few weeks, we need to get over 10 miles, Ooh. definitely. Um, really, I hate this. This is so annoying. He's basically saying, Dev, you've completed stage two. You're going to on stage two. I'm not even on stage one. You're going to catch me up just you, by a minute. You've got to get there as well. So don't worry about that. I'm coming after you soon. Don't worry. So now that Sam's fighting fit again, what sort of run should he be doing? So, Sam, as we're, we're building you back up again, so you've done um, a three-mile run uh, earlier on this week. We're going to do another test one this week, and then we're going to do your first long run this yes. weekend. So we don't want to increase any of your mileage, but more than 10% per week. Once we've got that week done, and we know that you're going to stay injury-free and we're, through, we're out of the woods, then we're going to start bringing in some of the, some of the stuff Deb's doing, which we're going to start bringing in some a bit more intensity, and then we're going to continue to build your long run up. And for me, what does my next week of training look like? Yeah, so Dev, now that you we, we're through your base building, we've built up some mileage, we've built up some runs, you've got some consistent running in there now. Um, we're going to then start introducing some threshold running, some interval training to one, mix it up to help your motivation so you're not just going out and pounding the streets every night. So a threshold run is, if you if you remember the um, your graphs and your results from the lactate test and the VO2 max test you did in episode one, basically whatever exercise you do, your body creates lactic acid. And that's the painful stuff. I get stuff. it everywhere, yeah, man. You just spit it out. <laughs> so there's a turn point where your body creates more lactic acid than it can break down. So it's not maximal, but it's not 
easy, it's sort of an awkward, horrendous, it's a really uncomfortable situation. It's right in the middle, it's a sweet spot. Basically what he's saying is you need to be running at pain levels for a longer it's period to push of it to time. the limit, that's what it is. It's not quite maximal, it's still sub-maximal. If you go too hard, you're not training the right training zones. Ah. It's, 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 it's half a step back from really running maximal. That's why I say it's really an uncomfortable, it's like a sweet spot zone that you need to train at. Mark, thanks so much for helping us along this journey. Your advice is really, really helpful and we're really grateful to have you on Speed Dial. Cheers. Thank you, Mark. I love you. No problem, guys. Do Good like work so far. Thank you. <laughs> Andrew. Running the show. A brand new podcast from Lucas A Sport with Dev and Sam. So, my tip for this week is to make sure you focus on the little things. A lot of people sometimes get bogged down with just focusing on their running, but as you've seen this week, Dev and Sam have gone in and done some hot yoga. It's important to think about your core stability. Make sure you keep on top of your stretching, your icing. All of those things will help your recovery to help you improve on your next run. Thanks so much for listening to Running the Show from LucasAid Sport. Please remember to subscribe and leave a review if you're enjoying it. You can find us on all podcast providers. And please do not forget to share your training journey with us, okay? We've absolutely loved reading your messages, whether you're just getting into running for the first time or you're a seasoned professional, please send us your tips and tricks at LucasAid Sport using the hashtag Running the Show. Tune in next week where we'll be exploring how running can also be combined with doing a whole load of good for the local community. See you next time, everybody. Bye.